Welcome back to the magical, mandatory midnight special, everybody. Mm-hmm. Good night, good evening, oh, fellas. Good, good evening, evening, fellas. Good evening. Good, good evening, evening, chaps. Good evening, chaps. Good, uh, good evening, good day, gen- gentlemen. 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 It can't be a new thing, ladies and gentlemen. You have too many things. I can have all the things. <laughs> Wyatt, you need to come up with some things. I've got things. What things? What do you mean? Maybe this is distracting you. So I got all it. sorts of things. Well, you got things like one-offs. Good okay. one-offs. But Joshua's got the repetitive. I don't feel the need to Ladies repeat and myself. I always like to think of something new. What's up with these planes today? Dude, there we live. This week. This week. This this it's like this year. This look, when month. it comes to the podcast, it's like it's like our returning friend. Yeah. When it comes to other content, <laughs> it's like, shut the heck up. Mm-hmm. You know? Because the other content, we're trying to keep it clean, trying to keep it concise. Mm-hmm. So speaking of Podcasts clean, are gonna you know be what they're going to be. I don't know if this has kind of become an unspoken thing mm. for the podcast. Yeah. We're allowed to say ass on the podcast now? We've been saying that <laughs> every single episode, yeah. like the past I, I, three this, episodes. All right, so this is, I would, we always said, we, we, slip it we, up. Said, we said motivated, mild cusses. That yeah. really truly aren't bad. They're just kind of they've been labeled as wordy dirds, things mm-hmm. like hell and ass. They're not really cusses. Nah. They're just yeah. like they're just <laughs> they're just what they it, are. And adults use them no, really. I have no problem with you know, I would take it a lot farther to be honest. You guys yeah, are the Yeah, we're ones not who, taking it farther. You guys that. are the ones who are saying it's good yeah, that we don't take hold, it farther. We're gonna hold it it's back. Well, I, we don't. Yeah, I I I don't see that as as bad, but I also don't even recognize that I do it. Mm. <laughs> well, you're the one. You're you're, you're the you're, main culprit. You're pretty, no, no, you've been clean. He's been the culprit. You've been the culprit. No, you. Well, I know. Been I've the said like badass or you know. Yeah. You said it a lot more than him. I'm noticing though. Lately. No, at one, once once Wyatt said badass a few times, and I'm like, well, it's it keeps happening. Well, we're just gonna roll with it. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize I was doing it. You were doing it. Y'all are children. <laughs> he says swear words. Well, no, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm hyper, only. I'm, I'm only. I am a little hyper vigilant. Yeah, as I'm to only what's being said. recognizing mm-hmm. it because we are trying to keep it clean. Trying to keep it clean. Yeah, well, and it's good so to keep it clean. It. It's good to keep it clean. I mean, I I like the red we, link we, method. We we doing it, but like I said, if if it's motivated, it has a good reason for either humor or it needs to. You need to punch your point a little harder. Yeah, use like a hell or an ass, but you don't but, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go farther than that. Yeah, you should you shouldn't be like putting it in every sentence. No. But sometimes you can't say, you know, you can't. There's that no dude, word that that dis- dude really needed a kick in the butt. Yeah, that in the uh, the booty shorts. Yeah, that doesn't. I've said fly. kick in the booty because it's a funnier word. It just if if but, you're talking about something like really, yeah, you know, like there's no better word. To, there's no better word to describe a badass character yeah. than the word the term badass. Cause he's awesome. Cause he's awesome. Like what? What's what's a better descriptor for someone <laughs> like that? Me. Real cool. He was a really solid, cool character. Yeah, like he was popping. so 
Yeah. And the thing is, you want to say it, but if you censor yourself, then you you like get into this (laughs) rabbit trail of trying to describe it in Mm. other words. In other words. (laughs) So so mild, man. Keep it mild. Don't keep it all the time, but it's okay. Because when it comes down to it, there's, you know, there was a, what's the term in the Bible? It's not lasciviousness. Uh Uh-huh. Lasciviousness is kind of like, I guess it's, it's kind of, what is it? It's, they don't use the term corrupt speech. Do you know what the term is? That people look like um, a lot of Christian communities look at certain passages and say this is like why curse words are a sin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I know the the saying, loose lips sing ships. So, you know, that's <laughs> proverb. I don't think that's referring to curse words. That's the same as like... That's the thing. Same. That's the same as saying, you know, three people can keep a secret better when two are dead. Mm-hmm. Uh. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it's along the same lines as lo- loose lips sinks ships. I'm pretty sure there's there uh, there's probably a couple um, there's a couple passages that Christian communities, which is our, I mean, in a lot of ways, our primary audience at this point, mm-hmm. um, look at cursing and say it's like a sin because of this scripture but like it's all obviously not well defined yeah. well you know it shouldn't be using the f word the f bomb because you know it can be crude rude and socially unacceptable and crude certain. rude <laughs> that, that should be in the bible somewhere crude, rude. we don't say things that are crude, crude rude, rude and socially unacceptable <laughs> i think that's i don't know i i i think i heard that from my dad Crude yeah. and socially unacceptable, but well, I've heard it other. Crude, places. rude is fun to say because yeah. it rhymes and but. it's getting your point across. Um, I don't know. I like to say things that are crude and rude. Sometimes <laughs> we say other things that are just as bad, except yeah. it's just not like an established curse word. Yeah. Well, also, like if we're talking about if we're talking about taking a a gigantic poop, <laughs> you know. That, how is yeah. that worse than saying a curse word? Yeah. It's still crude and it's still rude to say. Yeah, it, I mean, it, the, the word ass, mm-hmm. saying the word ass isn't as bad as saying, I took a massive sloppy dog. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? That's right. See, that's, that's the thing. That's worse. That's <laughs> got to be worse. Now, now I'm just questioning everything. I'm like, okay, well, does that mean like, unless I'm, you know, unless I'm wearing a yarmulke, mm. curl my curl my sideburns and and just go around basically saying nothing because if i keep my mouth shut like james james chapter three says Mm -hmm. the less you say (laughs) (laughs) well welcome to what the the midnight special where we where we take sloppy sweaty words (laughs) um no uh i think (laughs) <laughs> Which I, you've said a few harsh ones on oh, the podcast that I, I, I've censored. No, I, I'm I know. Well, what I think I think that you know, when it comes to jokes, mm-hmm. delivering a joke or something, I've seen so many stand-ups where, uh, you know, they use they they emphasize everything with swear words, mm-hmm. harsh swear words. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know, I don't think it adds that much. I, I think you can deliver. I think you can deliver a funny, funny joke yeah, yeah. without it. See, and I think oh, if you, of course, I think of if, course. I think if you get good at it, your jokes are going to be funnier because they don't need it. I know somebody who I actually I went to school with that he did stand up, and talking to him normally, 
I mean, he would cuss, but, like, not that much at all. When he got on stage to do stand-up... Just a lot. A lot more than normal. Yeah. Because he thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw... He was funny. He was a funny guy. And I enjoyed his stand-up, but it was like, why are you emphasizing it way more on stage when you're not like That's this? not really... Like, it's not the genuine delivery for yeah, who you are Yeah, it's not how you are in real life, because I've had conversations with you. Yeah, I don't know... I, I, I don't want to push back because you're making a good point, Wyatt. Mm. And I agree with Joshua about be be the authentic version, funny version of yourself. I I will say I disagree when you say it doesn't add anything. Well, it does add. It I, adds. Think, I think if you say a curse word with just the in just the right moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, even just to like almost use it as a period. Right. You know? I mean, you, you the way we're laughing recently, every time one of us goes like, I'm trying to, you know, <laughs> you can use a curse word in replace of that just in a funny way. And yeah. It, it, it's like a period or it's like adding to a sentence in a funny way. And it's because you're not expecting it. That's the right. point of comedy is you're not expecting it. Yeah. I, th- I think if you're going to use the curse words, you should use them in an interesting way way mm-hmm. not just not to, just the way not just to them. punctuate your speech in mm-hmm. you know to you know substitute words yeah it's just descriptor words so if you're gonna be funny be funny genuinely and mm-hmm. have the the punchline of the joke rely on the punchline of the joke and not the swear words leading up to it yeah you know what's funny mm. 30 second stories you are not good at segues yeah also you're just or done with this conversation yeah <laughs> no, we need to. So we all seconds. have to be done. Let's take a pause, and then we'll all come right. back to it after thirty seconds. Yeah, we can come back. Okay. So who starts this week? I don't know. <laughs> I'll start this week. Wait, I think. Who finished last week? Did you? Complete? Yeah, I was the one who 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 tried to come to a conclusion, but I did not. So that means mm. you started. That means I start this week. Okay. All right. So I finish. Okay, stopwatch. Wait, whoa, that's not how that was, this works. Yeah, we we move counterclockwise. That is around how this the works. Mm-hmm. That means I start. Remember the Michelin finishes. Man? The Michelin so, Man. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. You got uh, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> and go so there was a boy named Freddy who at an early age was exposed to pretty much every curse word in the book and along as he as he became a teenager he was cursing more heavily than mm-hmm. normal teenagers curse well one day he gets into a bad car accident and he starts cursing mm-hmm. well after uh, the person that's in the opposite car was a, it was a family that mm. he was in a car accident with and he lays curse words onto young ears stop alright where are you gonna take this go and since he laid all these dirty words mm. to these young little children the parents were like watch your profanity mm-hmm. and <laughs> keep going and the family didn't only get into a car wreck, but they also, their kids picked up all these dirty words. Mm. 
And because they know all those dirty words. Stop, stop. <laughs> so I, all you added was I did not add a anything. Meme. <laughs> I did not end, end right, anything. So uh, uh, Freddie now has to deal with these parents hating on him. And they post on social media that he infected their impressionable children's minds with curse words. And so he gets bombarded with emails and hate mail and you know, he realizes, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I maybe I shouldn't be swearing so much. But he keeps swearing, and he doesn't know why. And then finally, one day, he realizes he has Tourette's. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only place I can think to go with it. Ending. I had nothing to add to that so story. So this is just a regular story it's about a, a man discovering Tourette's he like, himself. At, towards the end, he's like, I really feel bad about this, but I don't know what the... Uh, you know, I'm gonna. <laughs> I, I can't to stop. I, do about it, you know. <laughs> and somebody's like, "Nah, man, you got Tourette's." He's like, what's Tourette's? Like, what? It's Tourette's. <laughs> he doesn't know. Joshua, you your ad, your addition your addition was. <laughs> watch your profanity. You, you watch your profanity. profanity, and then. Kids start saying the curse words. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. That's all you added. I didn't know where to take it. 30 right. seconds, that's all where good. you took it. I wrapped it up. <laughs> you did. I feel like I wrapped that one up. <laughs> oh. Speaking of curse words, hmm. um, I heard an interesting I heard an interesting take on it. Hmm. Um, curse words? On curse words. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good way to take it. I might want to just bounce out of this conversation. <laughs> bounce. Bounce off just the trampoline. Bounce. Just bounce out of it. Just bounce. All right. You any any thoughts that you guys had about those curse words before Joshua interrupted, before we segue? Uh, no. I thought it was an interesting conversation I'd like to get into. I just don't know. I don't know to what extent. I think we covered a lot of the bases. I mean, ba- basically, like, it's a the, the argument was... Um, for specific, even harsher curse words, it's a little hypocritical um, in certain communities of people hmm. to to demonize it so heavily when there are other things that's not being demonized. You know, what right? I mean? And not that's not just the hypocritical argument um, because it doesn't give you an excuse to do it, but in some ways it also doesn't give you an excuse to be so incredibly clean with your speech, also mm-hmm. um, because it's like. I don't know. Go down a rabbit hole. That is a rabbit hole. Yes. Yeah, you should just be like, it's fun to say curse words. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I like it. It's fun. Look, I'm trying to. Um, I, so we're gonna run that into the ground. I don't want to no, maybe have a whole podcast about this, but we've been watching Rick and Morty season five. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I don't have a problem with it. A lot of people had a problem with it. I know. I know why people had a problem. Mm. So there's just a, by watching it, I know a couple episodes where I could see there's a lot going on in the episodes to where it's hard to enjoy the episode because there's so much going on. But I don't have a problem with the show, with the season. I I, I haven't seen the issues that people have, but I can pretty much guess. I know what it what is going on. What? I think people are upset at the. They're upset at the way Rick is portrayed in this season. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Yeah, because one of the episodes, he's basically disengaged completely. Mm-hmm. Like, he just runs around, doesn't say much, and other people are motivating the story. Yeah. So those Rick moments that are constantly making us laugh or just 
Maybe. It, it's it, Rick Rick was a different character, and he only showed up a few times during the <laughs> season. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it was set up to be that way because of his crisis of his place in the galaxy, his place in the family, mm-hmm. his place in the living population. Well, the show's not called Rick bees. Sanchez. No. It's called Rick and Morty. Exactly. And Rick and... I mean, Morty really took the... F- front stage Rip. during the season. Morty is definitely has a lot of character development yeah, this season so time. far. I think um I think a lot of what it is is you know you hearken back to some of the more simple ideas mm-hmm. of Rick and Morty that people liked in the first and second season like you know Rick is this sort of uncaring, unfeeling um almost like a demigod type character <laughs> yeah uh with extreme thoughts and ideas but then you know he goes on into they go on an adventure where uh you know uh, morty almost gets you know attacked by a, a pedophile bean <laughs> or whatever he was miss mm-hmm. uh, jelly bean yeah and I'm mr jelly bean yeah and, and and rick notices it and then he takes you know like he has compassion on morty and he's like yeah this is a great adventure no yeah. you were right i shouldn't have been saying all those things and then he goes back and he kills the jelly bean mm-hmm. and we don't see as much of that from rick nowadays I, we don't see as much of that you know i think we do not i i think they they've gotten more into like uh heavily into his nihilism and narcissism without as and more focused on his feelings of how he feels inside like mm-hmm. uh uh depression but not as much of you know the caringness that he has mm-hmm. you know it doesn't feel as and, and also the simplicity of the episodes Mm-hmm. Like just the the one where they get locked in the house with all the wacky characters. Wacky characters. Yeah, <laughs> it's such a simple idea, and it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, did you? What guys... about Mrs. Refrigerator? Anybody have any bad memories about her? Uh, everybody's got bad, good memories of me. Y'all remember that one time? Woo! We could we stop, stop screaming. <laughs> I don't know why. Did you guys... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But I, I can't stop laughing at Summer's quote. Yeah. Let's uh, lick tits. <laughs> that was in, like, what, the first episode? Yeah. Gosh that, dang. I feel like he's... Um, did you guys finish season five? I don't think I finished it. Mostly. We probably have, like... Two, there's a there's a left. a good moment that's a joke, but they go to the Citadel and it's a mm-hmm. it's actually probably one of the biggest the biggest episodes for Rick and who he is as a mm-hmm. character in the whole thing. Yeah. Um. The last episode of season five is is a big deal. It re- it reveals a lot mm-hmm. and it changes the story entirely for a lot of characters. Okay. Um. And the funny the, the funny moment in it is they go to the Citadel to grab something quick, and um, and some Rick show up and they're like, Rick Sanchez, you've been called to the president's, you know, mm. to meet with the president, and he's like, uh, Morty's like, we should go meet with him just to say what's up because they elected a Morty president. He's like, 
I don't want immorality. Everything up there is canon. <laughs> and then he's like, all right, well, as soon as he reveals he's evil, we're gone. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That it's But then a lot happens after that. So yeah. So I, I've, I've been invested with that little micro storyline that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> I think people really like the, uh, you know, the, the interdimensional cable stuff. No interdimensional cable in yeah, this season. They, it's like they did it. They did it like two times, and they were like, "We don't want to overdo this concept." To be fair, there was a almost like a full episode that felt like just a one-off wacky interdimensional cable idea. Yeah, it's Rick and Two Crows. Did you watch that? No. Yet? Oh, you haven't watched Rick and Two Crows? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's. I, I feel like they they did it twice. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't want to revisit it. But every time they mention interdimensional cable, I'm like, yeah, let's get back into some of those wacky commercials. <laughs> that's some of the best stuff. I mean, Mr. Personal Space or whatever. Yeah. That's the best thing. My personal space. Stay I mean, that's, out of my personal space. That's some of the best stuff. But uh, I liked I liked some of the simple concepts of the early episodes. Mm-hmm. And like Josh is saying, I feel like this season is really hectic in a lot of them. It is hectic, but it's still following the same format. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you have canon episodes, but more than canon episodes, you have the one-off adventure episodes. Mm-hmm. And the one-off adventure episodes are seeming more wacky, yeah. more it, more intricate. They're thinking about all of the details and all the little comments that reinforce a detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, it's not like... So there's the meme going around by like all these people are like, you have to have such a big IQ to understand Rick and Morty. Yeah, no. It's not that way, but you do have to pay close attention to follow all of the things they're communicating in Rick mm-hmm. and Morty because it is very detailed. And if you just turn your brain off for 10 seconds, you've missed something. You know what yeah. I mean? Or if you're washing dishes because I do that sometimes mm-hmm. and that don't work. Exactly. I don't so, remember what I was doing when you were watching like the bird person episode. I just wasn't there mentally. You? Was I playing with a Rubik's Cube? Yes. You were. It was, no, it was No, I walked then. in. No, I walked in Saturday. Wyatt was playing with a Rubik's Cube. Yeah, that cube had to have been Saturday. And Rick and Morty was yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go back and just start over. Or, yeah. I mean, I feel like we'll watch this season. Watch it a handful uh, of times. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you usually have to do with Rick and Morty. All in all, uh, <clears throat> it's not the best season. But it's definitely not the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think season four probably has some of the least memorable episodes. Mm-hmm. I think probably the most memorable episode in season four is like the vat of acid episode. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's just a good episode. Yeah, it's just a solid episode. I've seen it multiple <clears throat> times. That's a good one. What is that, that one episode that's just <clears throat> with the tickets please guy with the train? And when they so go in the body. So how did you meet Rick Sanchez? Oh yeah, that was like the <laughs> infinite train. Yeah, the infinity train or whatever. Yeah. It that was uh that was a weird one. That was weird. There was great jokes in it. But yeah, but that was that was almost doing like an interdimensional cable thing as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was. But all in all, I would give it a. I'm giving it a seven out of ten. I haven't finished it, so I've not finished. There it, might so be I don't an episode that I well, really, really like. So. Yeah, Look, the the final episode might be. You watched it quick. Yeah, I did. I watched it in two sitting sessions, two sitting sessions. 
Um, I th- the last episode is probably might be the most important episode as far as character development for Rick to explain things yeah. that we've yeah. had in the whole thing. You so. think they're gonna? You think they're gonna end the show well, on, have, on canon storyline stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're gonna, but they're playing the canon extremely slowly mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they're. Yeah, I don't see them. I don't think they know where they're taking it entirely yet, but they ha- might have an idea. But it, to get there doesn't take as many episodes as they have a contract for. So I think at this point they have a contract for another. Was season four before or after the contract? I don't know. I don't know what their contract is. I think season, I think at least another 80 episodes. Okay. Because they got signed for 100 episodes. Mm. That's a lot of episodes. I think they got signed for quite a few seasons. I could be mistaken, but mm. I know it was either after season four or right before season four. They got signed for a lot of episodes. I think if so, they're going to keep going, the the ideas have to be like solid, real mm-hmm. solid and interesting. And it's going to keep getting more and more wacky, especially with the what they've revealed yeah, it's gonna change things a little bit. Not so much that you can't ha- keep having Rick and Morty, but it does change things a bit. Also, like the the nature of the family and individuals being surprised by certain things Rick mm-hmm. does is completely out the window. Yeah, I want to see an surprise of anything anymore. I want to see since Rick and Morty's so heavy into uh, multiple timelines, kind of multiverse stuff. I want to see them kind of make fun of a little Marvel Studios mm-hmm. and go into the more Marvel Studios timeline and just kind of mess it up and kind of do a Rick and Morty spin. Mess it up as much as they possibly can. A yeah, Rick and Morty funny. spin on the Marvel Studios timeline. That would be yeah, funny. just have somebody show that up. That would be like, like hey, I'm culture. Thor. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did, you know, they did like their their superhero yeah. episodes. The uh, What were those called? Uh, Which one? The one with the, the one with the, like like the the where the Rick ant gets, guy. It's the jigsaw. It's episode. like the jigsaw episode, but he's killing all the. The one where Rick, where Morty has a giant arm. No, no, it was the. Uh, it's with Noob Noob with Noob Noob. Yeah, I, I can't place. I don't it, remember but. what the team was called. I'm struggling, man. What the heck? Why'd you have to bring this up? <sighs> the. Uh, it now it's a mental race to find the, it. It started with a, a D. Uh, the we were gonna look up something during that podcast. What were we gonna look up? The Vindicators. Dang it! Got it. Super Bowl twenty twenty two. That's next week. Oh, cares. at this point it'd be past. But yeah, it's Sunday. As we're recording this. Interesting. Bengals and Rams. Yep. Click on the halftime show. I want to see everybody who's in the halftime show. <laughs> no one's interested at this point. What, the halftime this, show? This conver- no, this conversation. No one's going to be interested because it would already have happened. That is true. Yeah. Well, we shouldn't talk we about it. We shouldn't talk about it. I was just curious to see who's Um. Yeah, what What else do we have kind of on the uh, on the docket tonight? The docket tonight. So what? something that I wanted to explore with you two clowns mm-hmm. is I wanted to take a look at movie genre trends yeah for the past maybe roughly 50 years 
Yeah. See where they dip, see where they skyrocket, and then try to figure out what was the reason they were dipping and skyrocketing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. See some interesting data, and it's going to be like a little bit of an exploration. And so if you listen on audio, um, which is the majority of you guys, we will be explaining things. Yeah. I, uh, but if you want to watch us like pull the screen up and everything, you can go to Patreon. We have the video version. Of I've got one already. There. Well... You're you're saying you're just bringing up stats and trends based on the top of your head. Yeah, something that just popped in my head. Well, no, based we're, off we're what you do just this said. Scientifically, we're gonna look up trends okay. for well, movie I, genres. I, 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 can I say what I was gonna say? Because because it's like a sneeze. I've I've got to let it out at this point. Okay. The '90s and animal sports movies mm. like Air Bud, like the monkey that. Played hockey. I don't even know what it was called. Yeah. Or he snowboarded. VIP. You know what I'm talking about? Like yes, of the, course. The animal heavy sports films mm-hmm. in the 90s. I don't know what the 90s were thinking. Those <laughs> animal heavy sports films. Yeah. yeah. No. But that was that. That's not even really a genre. Well, you know, uh, if we're going into statistics, there's a good one. Um, the the term bro was used back in the early 1800s. Bro? Bro? Hawk there, bro! <laughs> Excuse me, bro! <laughs> what? Huh? This dude's out in the Old West like, hey there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro? Alright, so... Shut up, bruh. <laughs> bro. Okay, so something we're seeing, uh, this is just pulled off on, just pulled offline. So, a couple things that are skyrocketing currently. Thriller. Yeah. Horror. Um, documentaries are taking a dip, but they are at an all-time high. Um, as recent. What's war? Define war. We're talking Saving Private Ryan. We're talking Anna Green Gables, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Third one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thri- thriller. 1917. Heavy. Yeah, Black Hawk um, Down. Yeah. Well, yeah, those were big back in like what the eighties. Mm-hmm. This only goes and to the seventies. No, so this is actually nineteen ten. Oh, nineteen ten. So this is actually uh, over a hundred years. Oh, I think the war movies were way bigger than than in what that 40s, trend is tr- showing in the eighties. Yeah, I would agree. Seventies, eighties, nineties war movies. This seems. I would agree with some of this, but I also would disagree with so some of it. So this is the 80s right here for the mm-hmm. war. Um, it, yeah, that's pretty low. I want to see if there's other competing data on Google. Yeah. Just search through here. Well, I, why are we doing what is a, this one? a visual thing? Well, we're supposed to we're, we're, we're we're talk, talk about, about it. it. Oh, Look, okay. This is... So we're pulling up a graph for... This is like an upside-down one. Is it upside-down? I don't know. It looks weird. It do look weird, actually. Yeah, I mean that's the strange things about like trends, though. They they're always like you know like trending and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to say. Yeah. You know, I had to say. They're always like trending. Trending. What are you? <clears throat> what about this one? Okay. I think that one's probably pretty accurate. Yeah. All right, so I think <clears throat> the one I have here is probably going to be the most closest we have. Yeah. We get well, I mean we can we can just talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me pull it back up. 
but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, war movies definitely. There's not as many of them nowadays. No, there's not. But I mean, but you also have to uh, take into consideration the. We see them as like a big deal, mm-hmm. but in the human population of people that enjoy entertainment, where does like these war movies really hit? I America. Don't we, we've had some splash of war here and there. If yeah, but it's not like, like trending <clears throat> up. Navy SEAL stuff, uh, every, Hacksaw Ridge every stuff. Every once in a while. 1917. Yeah, those are so far spread out. You're proving, my, you're proving my point here. <laughs> They're so far well, spread out. Dunkirk, 1917 were kind of around the same time, I would say. Yeah, yeah pretty close, but not like not like what we're seeing with, there with horror movies where there's yeah. like 50 horror movies a year or mm-hmm. you know 50? 12 superhero movies a year okay you know way more than 50. Uh, right, look, in modern times the past 10 years have been the biggest actually probably really 15. i would agree the biggest for horror ever. right but back in the 80s when like halloween or what, yeah uh, look at joshua so right here is the 80s so 80s this is where mm. Halloween, Jaws was coming out, like right here. This is where mm. horror is really taking off. And then back in the 50s and 40s, West you kind of have Hitchcock. A little bit. Yeah. Um, so there, there's – it, but the thing is horror has taken dips here and there, but it's really trended up. What I'm interested in seeing is when certain things dip down, like this big between the – the 80s and the early 2000s when horror took a pretty big dip what was taking its place what's that up there action yeah does that look like it's no that's kind of right there with horror no but like in the dip for horror sci-fi is action jumping i would say sci-fi that's fascinating yeah sci-fi at least on this graph Yes. Well, on this graph, and this is the closest thing we have. Right. I wouldn't see why someone would make a fake graph. This you could know? be fake. This could be fake. Oh, of course it could be fake, but <laughs> it's probably pretty. I bet we can accurate. have we can have fun with the graph. Oh, we can. Uh, <laughs> we can have fun with a graph. No, I think I I I I think the graph is maybe a little bit off. Like all of the spikes are way are, are way too early. Where are those spikes for the audio-only listeners? They're, well, like I said, way too early in the graph that mm-hmm. we established earlier, 1910 through 2010. So w- they're, 2018, we're, we're seeing way too big spikes early in a lot of these categories. So like with musicals, it looks like it's peaking right as 1930s start. I would say that's probably pretty accurate. So let me let me do a quick Google search. Musicals, popular musicals, 1930s. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 19. I, I'd say around that time, musicals were probably popping off. But on your Sunday show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Let's see. The there. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> Top of the list. Yeah. Uh, Duck Soup. Yeah. That's a Night a good at one. the Opera. Top Phantom Hat. Phantom of the Opera. Swing Time. Oh, that's way later. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Lots of musicals. Disney did have a lot of musicals. Yeah. A lot of their early stuff was musicals. Okay. So uh, uh, already I'm kind of seeing data that might be kind of accurate for this. Yeah. And uh, of course, Western, I think, is extremely accurate. And notice Western basically flatlined at the bottom at at the 80s. That's because we were getting tons of war movies, which is not reflected in this graph. 
and sci-fi. But I don't. Okay, but you got to think. They're saying this. so. Our biggest, what does this say? our biggest spike in war movies was 1940 during the war. People were yeah. That's what that's what people were consuming, dude. These war movies are killing it. <laughs> I don't think that's it. Hold I think on. it was. Let's just look it up because we might we we could just be ignorant here, you know. I I mean, uh, if we're talking about maybe like war propaganda, war movies <laughs> made. There was a yeah. ton of war stuff made, but I think the majority of like the war movies were coming out in the eighties and nineties. Okay. Let's see. So, I'm already seeing that. So we got. Ugh. What do we got? 12 o'clock high. Battleground. 30 seconds. Uh, 30 seconds over Tokyo. Um, the North Star. It looks like there's a lot that are coming up. Quite a few. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of them. But I think the if we're talking about what are we talking about like how many were made or no we're just talking about their it's it's supposed to be based on the popularity that's what i think i think war movies were way we more popular any? in the 80s and 90s i don't think we don't. so i think a lot less were made and that was not like you look at that mm. let's compare it to say war movies made in 1980s okay all right why don't we have any so comedy is is popping on that list but we don't have a lot of Let's hone in on a little bit more specific, like slapstick comedy. Slapstick comedy was way more popular back in the day. We don't have hardly it. What's the last slapstick comedy movie you saw that was uh, new? I think, I think it, Seth Rogen. Any, yeah, stuff like, yeah, the, the Will Ferrell stuff, the, uh, no, the that's, that's Dumb and Dumber. Oh, Dumb and Dumber, yes. Yeah. I don't think... That's not slapstick. It's more of Will Ferrell punches a baby in campaign. If that's not slapstick, I don't know what it is. Are you thinking like what the Three Stooges? Y- yeah, more Three Stooges. Like not as so. Maybe so just there is goofy, a, a, goofy. Yeah, maybe pain for humor. Yeah, there might be a lot. Uh, there might be a little bit of <clears throat> slapstick sprinkled in, but it's like a little yeah. bonus thing. It's not not Will Ferrell's main comedic drive right well see now look at here all of these war movies are like everybody everybody knows about these war movies well the I thing think, is i, I think don't war movies what, were what way you, more popular what what do you know from these in the except, 80s except good, good morning, morning vietnam, vietnam platoon what? glory heart i know that Lord heartbreak ridge uh you're just naming titles do you actually know these yeah and have yes. you seen them I haven't seen all of them. No, there's too many. Red Dawn. Rambo, so, the big red one. Red Dawn. It's probably been a while, but it's been were, a while. Red Dawn. But we watched it. Commando. Uh, there's a uh, a million Chuck Norris ones. I'm I just think, saying. I think war movies look, were popping in the '80s because we, we were just coming off. We're just coming off the like Vietnam poppin', War. But I'm not allowed look, to say popping because I say popping, not popping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying they're not. Like, there wasn't a lot made, and they mm. weren't good. I'm saying, I think the public, which is based on what this crap, this, this graph this is, public. I'm pretty sure it literally says, the graph shows film genre popularity over time represented it as the percentage of all films released that year. Yeah. Okay, so that basically it's saying the public probably 
went down in interest in war-style films comparatively to the 1930s and 40s. Um, and you can see, like by this graph, you can see kind of what the public gravitates to during and I which think, period of time. And I think time. it's a skewed graph because... Now, hear me out. They could make a lot of films and make and have less people see them from the 30s. Like if they the 30s could make a bunch of war films, the 80s could make a bunch of war films, mm-hmm. but more people saw the ones back in the 30s than the ones that they made from the 80s. We just think the 80s cuz it's the closest to us. Maybe. I think the 80s because there were a ton of war films and there were a lot more people. There was a lot that happened in the 80s with the film industry in general. A lot more people. But yeah. You know, I, that that spike, you know, that's from what? A uh, couple million? Look, versus look, how, you know, I want I, I have a st- uh, statistic that I want to I want to try to figure out. Mm. Let's correlate what was going on during film, like what was coming out film-wise mm-hmm. during the time like that was involved because of like the McRib coming out. What? <laughs> what? I'm Say confused. what now? <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Wait, you were doing a setup for a McDonald's joke? I, did. <laughs> I was. It didn't work. That's all right. Yeah. All right, but that one didn't. <laughs> didn't that one didn't land. <laughs> Since we're talking about the '80s a lot, and you ah. disagree with the war nature of it. Well, we can look at what did pop off during the 80s. Mm. Action was on the way up during the 80s. Um, thriller, thriller, sci-fi. Thriller, sci-fi was big in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, what was from the starting at the 80s to the 90s, fantasy was growing. Mm-hmm. Um, and horror was taking a big, steep jump. Oh yeah, around um, the late eighties, early nineties, mid eighties, early nineties. We yeah. didn't get like any western. No, it, western stopped at the beginning of the eighties. Right, <laughs> like they just didn't make anymore. Because people were like, "Yeah, we've seen their heydays was from nineteen ten. We've seen the western the end of nineteen seventy. We've seen the gunslingers. They're like, you know, I, I, uh, maybe, 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 maybe we." Maybe we ease up on the Native Americans <laughs> in the in these movies. Maybe maybe we I back off. I wonder if someone's going to start calling this racist. Yeah, maybe we. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but no, Western was huge during a long period of time. Um, the interesting thing, so the the two things I'm interested in, not most, but very interested in discussing, comedy, mm. documentaries. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, in the nineties. Mid nineties to current time, documentaries have skyrocketed. Yeah, absolutely skyrocketed, which they were barely registered. Well, let's all through. The let's 1900s. look at where the big where the big jump starts in the nineties. Yes, right where that little dip is right here. Well, I don't know, like right here. I would yes. say. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's and the then it starts trajectory. going up. That's when we were getting all of the wildlife documentaries the bit uh, yeah. a ton of wildlife documentaries okay, i when mean was freaking david attenborough and, yeah can we look up just documentaries was discovery what, like, what what kind of documentaries were coming out then let's see uh are when they like animal documentaries animal planet they, when dude, did they start dude animal planet was popping in the 90s 
that was that was my show in the 90s was you know that was my channel animal planet i watched so much animal planet how many years were you alive during the 90s? october 1st huh? 1996 oh yeah i mean like animal planet launched yeah 96 is this what i'm thinking the channel animal planet with the documentaries but uh, we also got no. uh, discovery yeah yeah discovery started in National 85 Geographic. and discovery's putting out documentaries animal documentaries National david attenborough started stuff. in 2001 just can you just type in documentaries in the 90s okay because uh, i just want to see what what what, we're, the, what we're looking like right yeah dude i remember watching so much animal stuff in my childhood we loved animal stuff okay so oh wow yeah i don't see as many animals we got a lot of war we stuff. got af uh africa the Ser- serengeti serengeti uh a lot of war stuff maybe documentaries didn't pop off till uh early 2000s this might be or 1990s. The, the the animal documentaries let me do a through through 2000 mm. yeah Best documentaries from the 1990s ranked by IMDb. That's that's promising. Okay, so we got some some sports documentaries, crime some documentaries, murder. Hearts of Darkness, Filmmaker Apocalypse. Okay. Uh, All right. What so is this called? Wrestling. Hit, wrestling. Hitman Hearts. Okay. Yeah. Wrestling documentary. Wrestling. Um, one ads. Paris and burning. burning. These see these these are random. Like there's no pattern here. Yeah. I figured it had to be the animal stuff. I'm not. I'm seeing very limited animal stuff. Because I remember, you know, animal stuff popping off in the late '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And that's still people are still watching that stuff on Netflix. Netflix is putting out documentaries like they're crazy. the documentary king right now. And they're going to continue being the king until someone actually steps up to the plate and presents an actual, you know, competition for them. Mm. Well, I mean, if you pay somebody mm-hmm. for documentaries, for document, if you pay good filmmakers with good mm. equipment and stuff to go out and get the footage, I mean, we were marveling at the new documentary that Blue came Planet, out. Yeah, I when I got, when I got here, beautiful. Absolutely. I don't even know how they captured wildlife like that so perfectly. It's like, how did you do that? Because animals are unpredictable. (laughs) And you could just throw a documentary on and listen as David Attenborough's like, here in the Serengeti, we notice the (laughs) antelope as it frolics in the fields. But little does it know, there is a lioness from a nearby pride hunting it. We watch as the lioness stalks its prey. (laughs) We watch. (laughs) And, you know, it's just, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. Um, Peter McKinnon is coming out with Angels and Airways that he's trying to sell to like Netflix or somewhere. Ooh. I would love to watch that. He's been working on it so long, and me enjoying his style mm-hmm. and him putting so much effort into this passion project, I am excited to see how that is going to look. Like I'm probably not, I don't even probably jive hard with the genre of Angels and Airwaves, the band. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna love. I'm gonna be a fan of them by the end of that talk, <laughs> you know, just because I know it's gonna be incredible. Um, just because I know Peter McKinnon. But then uh, now I think we're getting more, more into like after after the Tiger King, 
documentary. <sighs> people love uh, making fun of other people. No, they love like juicy drama. Yeah, almost like crap TV documentaries. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. something we don't have here. We trash, don't have trash TV. It's like when you take it's when you take the all the worst parts of like the trash TV, Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, Is it, that's documentary. Real Housewives. They have Selling TV. Sunset. That's, yeah, you take all of the that's, reality that, TV. That counts as like a dog. Kenzie is watching Selling Sunset. Uh-huh. Do you know what the premise is? No. Mm. Beautiful, crazy women. Yeah. Selling 30, 50, $100 million homes in mm-hmm. LA. And they're talking about, oh, she got pregnant. Yeah, it's trash <laughs> TV. And it's like they are, they make so much money and they're like bickering amongst themselves. And like, it's these two short, bald guys that are the ones in charge of this. Uh, what do you call it? A real estate mm-hmm. group, I guess. Yeah. With all these beautiful women, and there's these bald guys, and they're twins. They look exactly the same, and they're like super stoic and businessmen all the time, and they try to deal with these women, like they're they're it's tr- fake. Try, try to keep them together, and then they like have a little office party and these two guys get super drunk and they're super flirtatious and they're ripping their clothes yeah, off it's, constantly it's all fake trash tv and <laughs> when you terrible. mix when you yeah. mix when when we find that in real life and they tape it in documentary <laughs> form like they did with the tiger king people <laughs> eat like, that I got, up i got 13 hours i can watch this look yeah. there was no better I'm way never to gonna enter. financially recover from this <laughs> there's no better way to <laughs> enter pandemic it's like a Zach Galifianakis character, but real, but real. Yeah, it was hilarious, and it was it was absolutely astonishing. Yeah, oh my gosh. The only time I ever heard of tigers in Texas or Oklahoma before that was a Joe Rogan special, because mm-hmm. he mentioned there are more tigers in Texas than the entire wild of the rest of the world. Yeah, no, and then um, he said that, and then a few late few years later, they come out with Tiger King. No, listen, um. So I was watching a YouTube video years, years back. Mm-hmm. Probably, when did Tiger King come out? Two years ago? 2020. 2020. So this was probably 2017. Mm-hmm. I was watching YouTube. I was watching YouTube videos, YouTuber. Um, in the video, they were making a vlog-style video where they went to this place mm-hmm. and um, saw a bunch of animals. This guy had tigers. Mm-hmm. He had elephants. And they kind of did a vlog around these animals. Uh, years down the road, Tiger King came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm like, this guy looks familiar. What have I seen him from? It's the guy with the long hair, like the, the gray long hair. And he has all those women? Yes. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in Charleston. He's not in Texas. Wherever he is, I don't know. Charleston, he, I believe. Wherever he is, I don't mm-hmm. know. And I was like... Wait, I remember that YouTuber. And so I went back to that. I found the YouTuber and that specific vlog they made at his place. And like, I went to the, the guy. Com- I went to the comments and everybody was like, <laughs> did it? You guys came back to this video because of Tiger King? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, it was some crazy stuff. Absolutely. And, and you're like, documentary. Oh okay. But does trash TV fall into documentaries? Because it's reality TV. I don't think so. But I think that when you mix. When you when you find that trash TV element in 
in real life and you manage to film it make it a an artistic piece of work which makes it a documentary yeah. then, that's what tiger king is yeah but i don't feel like there was a ton of keeping up with the kardashians is not a documentary. yeah like fake fake reality you yeah. know which is what those are they're not real they're acting essentially mm-hmm. um, sometimes i f- i think for the most part well duck acting. dynasty they they did say most of the conversations are real our activities were staged yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what the guys before after it was canceled, Duck Dynasty. That's what the guys at they, Duck Dynasty said. They, said. they have the a YouTube now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a podcast and everything. But uh, and and then of course when you manage to put out a documentary when everybody is at home, mm-hmm. everybody's at home, mm-hmm. and people are like, "What is this? What <laughs> is this? What yeah, a crazy that, teaser trailer we're seeing at the front page of Netflix." Tiger, King I gotta click it. Is the lockdown, pandemic, COVID. Yeah, I don't think that I, d- I don't think that we'll ever be able to duplicate this. I, no, I don't think so. Not either. unless we go back into because lockdown. We're like, like that. What, it's not even just about the lockdown. Even if we went back into lockdown, it's already familiar. We're already mm. like, it could be worse. Where's the Tiger it King? could be less worse, but we're just like, okay, well, yeah, we we haven't. We've already experienced like So that's a, why we went in lockdown. It's a conspiracy from the lives, government and look, Netflix and they can they can our they whole lives it. and our parents' lives and even probably our grandparents' lives never experienced a reaction to a virus like we have the mm-hmm. past two and a half years. Mm. Ever. No. And then to coincide that perfectly and unintentionally with, with one of the most wild engaging comedy documentaries of reality yeah what else came out because there was something else there was uh, a Bert Kreischer special during COVID hey big boy yeah yes. I don't think everybody was just watching hey big boy they weren't all watching it well, but I mean Bert it, said it was the best thing for a special because okay, so yeah, many people no, so there was more, more there was more doc like drama or like uh, what else was coming out during that time? There, I think was, it there was, was a few shows, but one of the most you could say you could say one of the most famous things to come out like words to come out of 2020 COVID and right up there with COVID is Joe Exotic. Yeah, everybody knows these words. Mm-hmm. It's a cultural phenomenon. Yes, you know that that took Game of Thrones years. Absolutely, you know, f- to get everybody on board. Also, now for some reason, everybody knows Joe Exotic's name and Joe Biden too. Not as famous as Joe. Exotic. <laughs> Not as famous. <laughs> Not as famous as Joe Exotic. Not as Both famous. Joes. Crazy, insane stuff. But that was a election year, isn't it? Crazy that all the stuff that happened and all the craziness we've seen re repercuss mm-hmm. past 2020 mm-hmm. we're also like yeah and we just went through with an election mm-hmm. that year yeah wild it just it happened that Craziness. year happened that year 2020 was is a weird ought year. to we ought to write down in a journal before we forget everything all of the craziness that mm-hmm. happened that year is there for me because i moved right when the but lockdown that's when was you happening. started you started getting on the podcast the midnight special and then as soon as 2021 started you moved mm-hmm. i moved, you moved right when they were doing the lockdown like i moved and people were so concerned they're like you're not gonna be able to find a job you're not you're just gonna go up there you're gonna be stuck because the pandemic and turns out no no i, I made it work a bunch but, of people but got a lot scared. of weird things did happen yeah a ton of weird things happened in 2020 man Oof. What a wild! <laughs> Let's get back to this graph for a few minutes. Um, 
So war, you disagree with war. I actually, I, I'm, I'm gonna say I think the graph knows best, better than I know, in mm. this scenario because I agree with so many other of these trends. Um, I just don't think, I don't think like you have that spike right up there at the beginning, mm -hmm. back in 1910. I don't think the films in 1910 were doing quite as well as the films in 1980 as, as far as war. If you look at the amount of people going to watch those <clears throat> movies and how much they were paying for those movies and how many of the war movies people well, at still that point watch, they were silent. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that's that's a reasonable spike. It's why is it higher than what's going on in the 80s? I, I think it's the less everybody watched the same movie because that's the only yeah one the they one had. movie that was playing that that weekend that's like the whole thing with uh, yeah the fifty people that lived in the United <laughs> States back in nineteen ten were are like, you yeah. kidding me <laughs> yeah this movie's <laughs> this movie's gonna be great this is the greatest oh. movie of all time I don't think we're ever gonna get over if war if you movies. released two silent war movies in mm -hmm. nineteen ten and everybody's talking about it because there are only two that are there. And everyone's like, yeah, what are we going to do Saturday night? Let's take our dames. Saturday night we didn't at get, the movies. We don't have to leave town this well, week. Yes, we'll We're going next week to the you see. Yeah. You know? I and think, and then divine. compare that to the 80s where a huge chunk of people went and watched, what was the one that we just looked up? Robin Williams. Hello, Hello Vietnam. Vietnam. Or Good Morning or Vietnam. Or Back to the Future. We're talking about war movies. Oh. If you compare it, I'm just saying a lot of people watch Good Morning Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Probably everybody watched those two silent war yeah, movies. Yeah, I would agree with Joseph on that. Yeah, there, there were tons of war movies in the 80s. That, but that's not necessarily a good thing because this is yeah, not based a on saturated how many was market. made. Okay, so, it's, so, not ma it's not based on how yeah, many but if made, you took, it's how many, if you took like, everybody, how much money If made. you took everybody that went and saw those two war movies, it'd be the same number as the, you know, however many people that went and saw Good Morning Vietnam that one time in the 80s. I don't think so. I think th there's way more people in the 80s, and there's more war movies. I think the trend is right. I think we're going down. We're not seeing as many war movies, but I don't think I don't think that the the graph is showing accurately what's going on. But you also, but this isn't this is popularity. So they're going to take that into statistical factors. Mm. So they're going to compare how many people watch those old war movies. Com <laughs> with the po current population mm -hmm. compared to how many people with the 80s population watch war movies. And they're gonna do the math and average it out and see what the popularity was. This is based on popularity, it's not based on numbers. Because if it was numbers, every single one would just be going up. Right. Every single one. This is based on popularity. So they're, they're averaging populations. They're not saying how many people went, they're saying what percentage of the population went. I think if we're looking at it from a, a basis of versus, versus. Like, like war versus uh, 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 musicals mm -hmm. at the time, war is definitely more popular than musicals at that time. I don't mm -hmm. think so because at the 80s? No, no, no. If you look, no, if you look oh, at the graph. Oh, in the 10s? During the 1910s, war is more popular yes. than musicals. I think that's accurate. But I think if we're saying that uh, war movies were more popular then than they are now. I don't think that's accurate, but I think if you compare it to the other ones of what else was going on during that time, that's the accurate statistic here. Like, war is more famous than documentary, less famous than comedy, 
uh, horror is more famous now than musicals are. Yeah, these these all sound consistent to me. But I don't think I don't think that war was more famous back in 1910 than it is in the 1980s. Listen, I don't We've had way more war since 1910 that we can make movies about. I'm 80s. telling you this, look. I see the same evidence you have, except I have a graph and you have your gut. I've got the same graph. I'm looking <laughs> at the, we're looking at the same no, graph. I'm I'm saying I trust the graph. You're saying you don't trust the graph. Exactly. And but what are you trusting? Your uh, gut. You're trusting all of the movies you knew came out at what point? Yeah, I think no, you're, that's I'm, not I'm, a, that's I'm not saying your opinion is skewed based off what you were watching when you're, you're biased. watching or your, the way you th- you're, yeah, you're biased. No, 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 I'm saying I think you are I'm a saying I think that the graph I'm saying the graph is accurate compared to the other graphs that we're seeing but i don't think it's accurate in the trend of uh uh what was popular as far as war if we were to look mm-hmm. at a graph of just war movies i think the trend would be war movies were way more popular in the 80s but i think if you're looking at war versus sci-fi sci-fi is more popular versus war in the 80s so basically what this says is during the 80s the war moviegoers and yeah, watchers was about three percent of humans okay that watched it in popularity right because they have the percentages on the side and these are difference yeah based on the percentages like mm-hmm. down here on sci-fi it only goes up to three percent yeah so the i mean when it comes to populations of people they're going to be lower percentages, except for, which I, I circle back, we should probably end on this, comedy. This goes up to 40%. Up to 40%. And it flatlines. It skyrockets. As soon as, like, those older shows with comedy, mm-hmm. slapstick, the black and white stuff that you didn't even need words uh, for, just well, music, it just flatlines all well, the way even, to current day. Not even just comedy. Like, they had, um, I don't know what, what, what who's putting this out, but, like, things like... Andy Griffith, the Dick Van Dyke show, mm-hmm. the I Love Lucy, I Love Lucy, yeah, yeah. These are all comedy based shows. Yeah, and before 1910, nobody was funny. Look at the graph. <laughs> <laughs> nobody yeah. funny. Nobody. Well, nobody funny. could I mean, hear. Nobody could hear it. Uh, and they weren't catching it on camera. True. No, but true. they. Yeah, they weren't catching it on camera because there was a lot of a couple cinema comedians before audio, and there was just music in the background that did like the physical comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, and they had no. That's not comedy. Never mind. I was gonna say like show based. Mm-hmm. You know, like like these shows that you see on like um, ABC. Well, uh, no, like like a uh, like I Love Lucy. Like, um, uh, no, that's 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 a nightclub. I was gonna say what Ricky Ricardo does, but um, that's a nightclub. That's not on TV. Soul Train. Like they do shows, live shows that they like air. the Carol Burnett, the Carol Burnett show. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Do you, do you like? Do you, you know s- what I'm talking about? Like just S- to get on like TV, SNL. You stand up. You stand with a microphone in front of a backdrop, like a little drape, like you're on a stage. Yeah. And they record you, and you go on TV, and people at home 
you know, say, hey, look. Yes. It's Lucy. Yeah. And, and, and they Ricky. do and they do like skits and stuff. Yeah, they do skits yeah, yeah, or they yeah, sing yeah. some songs. Or they sing songs. Comedy. Um, yeah, comedy, yeah. Someone like, gets on some drums and plays some the drums. Car- the Carol Burnett show, like, 100%. Then it's the same thing as what you see today with Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon. It's the same Yeah, but you, same don't, see a, you don't see a lot of that today. You only see that like... Mm, I would disagree. I would say YouTube is mostly that. <laughs> yeah, I think modern shows are taking stuff like the early stuff. Like, I mean, it's Carol, Carol Burnett Carol Burnett did Maybe the same we create, thing. We create a okay, show. Okay, but before YouTube came along, yeah. between it the, was on the period of the 1950s when it was on TV till... Look, as soon as that format 2005. started, as soon as that format started, it's been always working to modern yeah, day. It's just been remixed slightly It hasn't been so strong probably in like the 80s and 90s. I have, you think, think so? Was, oh yeah. Oh, there it's was, never. There was tons of yeah, stuff. Okay, seven, never gone away. Um, but it's not. No, I never said go away. But like, it's not as strong. No, I think the graph definitely. shows that it was very strong. <laughs> Look, let's just say that. Thanks 40, for watching the thirty-five <laughs> thirty-five percent of people ever since probably TV was invented, mm-hmm. and they put comedy on it. Oops, sorry. Thirty-five percent consistently mm-hmm. across. All of time for cinema uh. has been consistent. So I want to end with this question. If we're thinking about like doing a horror film, a sci-fi, a thriller, an action, or even a modern-day Western, which mm. is a bad investment. It's right? a bad investment. Why aren't we just going with the proven thing? Comedy. Let's just do comedy. We're doing forever. comedy. We're laughing. Let's just always do comedy, man. What jokes does? Because that's the only thing we know. Look, the goofs, the gas. Action is going to die. Thriller is going to die. Sci-fi is going to die. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to die. Horror going to dip. But what, at the end of the world, what do you have? At least you got your sense of humor. Yes. Well, no, everybody <laughs> wants to laugh. That was the whole thing with the Tiger King. Yeah. Every, at the end laugh, of the world. Make them laugh. At least you have a sense of humor. <laughs> I was lo- I was really looking for a spike when The Office came out, but I don't see it. Yeah. Huh? Like that 2000, what, 2006? 2005, 2006. You're opening a hole, you think? Yeah. Oh, well. I'm starting to watch Community. Why it got me into watching Community? Good, it's humorous. I think. Have you seen it? I think you're seen gonna see a handful of episodes. I think yeah. you're gonna see a lot of the same themes that you see in Rick and Morty. Yeah, because it's the same creator. <clears throat> I, I don't want to get too deep in this because we're ready to close it. But it, I'm seeing a lot of third wall breaks, but mm-hmm. not in the sense of like The Office, where it's because it's not documentary style. Mm-hmm. It's more of like Ahmed being like Abed. Yeah, Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> he got real racist. <laughs> his name's Abed, but <laughs> whatever his name is, I, I'm not that far into the show. I don't even know his name, and I knew it wasn't Ahmed. <laughs> it could have been. No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> no. But like, no, he he like narrates what's going on. Yeah. Without breaking the third wall, in a sense, but he is. Right, because he's like that. You know, he's like autistic and has and loves films. And so he sees everything as a show or movie. And it, I, it's sort of a way for Dan Harmon to interject kind of how he experiences meta humor. Yeah. He does it a ton in Rick and Morty as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like, don't make this canon. <laughs> or he says something like, we we d- did that joke a lot in the last episode. Let's yeah. not do that. Mm-hmm. And But it's not breaking the third wall because he's just announcing that the last episode – they did a specific joke a lot. Yeah, or or he'll say, or he'll actually say, like, I don't think that episode was canon. 
<laughs> uh, and you know, like in in Rick and Morty, Rick says to uh, uh, Mr. Nimbus, he's like, "Don't establish canonical backstory <laughs> with me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the same kind of it's humor. Funny. Yeah, yeah. I like that humor. It's good. Um, well, I'll probably get into community at some point. Uh, I don't really know what we nailed down with the <laughs> we, uh, with the trends. No, I, I know like exactly what we nailed down. Mm. I know exactly what we nailed down. Yeah, we weren't ice skating uphill, but it was all Tiger over the King place. cannot be replicated. No. no, comedy is the best investment for mm-hmm. entertainment film. Yeah, and um, the war statistic is skewed. <laughs> maybe there's potential. I doubt it. I trust the graph more than I trust Wyatt at this point. You know they're trying to um, do Tiger King horror. Two. Horror mm-hmm. is at an all time high. Get in while the action's hot. And yeah, don't, don't make Western saturated. films. Yeah. It's don't make Western films. It is saturated. Saturated. It's only saturated because there's public interest. Where there's interest. Have you gone on Tubi lately? I mean, like, freak, Tubi? like the Velocipasta. Who's seen the Velocipasta? <laughs> we giggle at that, but nobody's watching the Velocipasta. We saw the trailer, man, and it's tempting to watch. Yeah, so because tempting. we want to giggle at it. Not but we just came thrillers. across it, man. It's not a comedy. I, Somebody's now, watching the Velocipasta. I've known about the Velocipasta for a while. You have? But the fact that we came across it, I was like, that's beautiful. The meme has come to life. <laughs> it's not supposed to be a meme, though. Well, on the internet, it's been a meme for a minute. Like, the... Uh, uh, there's, uh, I can't find any good movie. There's no, there are no good movies coming out, you know, and then there's like a stop and there's like Velocipasta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. Look, let's wrap this, this, uh, thing up. Let's wrap this up. Yeah. Um, thank you guys for watching. Yeah. It's uh, been, it's been an episode. Absolutely. And, um, to bring it full circle. Mm-hmm. My ass is hurting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I, need to get I knew you were chair. gonna say a swear, a swear, a sweaty word. I knew you were gonna say a swear. <laughs> Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Good night, everybody. I can't help it. Smile, my boy.